Hello, I'm Thomas, and this is the KAANP, the Knoxville Area Artists Networking Platform. And here we talk to artists about themselves, the art they make, and where they make it, kind of. So yeah, stick around, give us a listen. Enjoy the show. I'm doing good. How's how's your little preaching going? Oh, it's going pretty good. A lot, a lot of rain, but uh, we gotta do this. It should be fun. Yeah, that's dope. So, um, yeah. so who are you, and what do you do in around Knoxville? Yeah. Tell us a little bit. Uh, all right, I'm John Starkey. I've I've lived in Knoxville the past five years. Originally, I'm from West Virginia, and uh, I do a lot of different uh, a lot of different visual art. I've done some art shows around Knoxville and did a lot back around the West Virginia area, and I also run the Knoxville Drink and Draw Meetup Group. Um, yeah, uh, and I also participate in the uh, in the figure drawing classes that, that you and a lot of the, some of the other people who have been on the podcast go to. Um, I don't know, maybe I'll talk a little bit about Drink and Draw right off the bat, because yeah, it's uh, kind of a... Lot of time and energy into that. Yeah, yeah, it's... Um, it's not as formal as like the uh, figure drawing classes. Like it's kind of uh, just an open group. We get people of all skill levels, all ages, and we just hang out. It's more of a social thing. You can hang out and work on stuff and just talk to other artists. And um, I don't know. Sometimes we do fun little things like uh, we'll uh, you know do a comic and draw a panel, and I'll pass it to somebody else to do a panel, or we'll do like scribble drawings where you can uh, just like scribble and make a scribble in the paper, and then you give it to somebody, and they have to try to make a picture out of it. I'm bad at that game, but it's fun. <laughs> yeah, I'll give it a go. Yeah, yeah. Or sometimes we'll do like theme pages. Like we'll have everybody draw a face on a page. You know, like whatever your skill level, you can draw some kind of face. Um, it's been uh, been good. Like you learn a lot of little tricks like that just to get you going and give you ideas. Uh, when Jared came through one time and we did a page of old people with weapons, so ah, I got a, I got an go. old person with weapon that Jared did. Go. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's a good prompt. Yeah, yeah. That's it. <laughs> That was mine. I'm rather proud of that one. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's a lot of fun. It's been on hiatus, of course, for, for a while. Um, I don't know. I've had uh, been dealing with some health issues in the family. Otherwise, I would have done a Zoom one by now. So if you're a big, if you're a member of Drink and Draw, I'm sorry I haven't done anything, but I will soon. <laughs> uh, let's see. Well, that's great. Yeah, you already yeah. got the booze at home and, uh, you know, you can drink it three ways you please and draw whatever you want. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, eventually, maybe I'll give that a try, that little virtual meetup thing. I can imagine it could be fun. I've been there. Yeah, yeah. Check my schedule. Maybe we'll get something like that together. So uh, what uh, mediums do you work in? Um, I mean, originally, I started in pencil. Like, everything I do kind of comes from that, from drawing. Um, and then from there, I started using ink more. I did a lot of kind of... Well, I'll get into that in a little bit. I, I do uh, kind of ink pattern work. I do paper cutting. I do some kind of big 3D work. with. Uh, I do stenciling, and I do big 3D work, which is kind of like a, uh, a pop-up book. If you were to glue a pop-up book to a canvas and kind of paint it in, that's what a lot of my, my big kind of, uh, I don't know what the word is, all of my big show art 
a lot of that it, it is uh, built that way because it kind of looks impressive in person and I've never seen anybody really do anything quite like it. Um, but uh, I, I like to do portraits like I do I do a lot of that kind of stuff for fun. Um, I, I know a guy, I, I talked to a guy online at one point who uh, who does caricatures like that's his job and he makes pretty decent money at it and he said well if you just do realistic portraits um there's even better money because people i don't know when you do a portrait of women they kind of want to look pretty and in caricatures that's a little harder but realistic it's a little easier to pull that off yeah so the expectations are as if they were real. yeah yeah <laughs> that would <laughs> be uh things we're so exaggerated right right that would be kind of my dream job though just to uh sit around and do portraits i, I never get tired of that I um, I actually work in uh, computer software. I work in automation, so I work with kind of robots, web robots, and application robots, and things like that. Um, you can do a lot with automation. It's kind of like a superpower. <laughs> but uh, but uh, wh what I do mainly is I work for a company, and we mostly move move a lot of data around for big corporate clients. I don't know. Software has its own kind of creative aspects to it, like making a well-crafted program. Um, there have been times when I did digital art and digital coloring and everything, but lately I've been doing traditional art and it's kind of nice to have that dichotomy and get away from screens and have something I can do, you know. I don't think it's, it's supposed to be unhealthy for you to be around the screen all day, every day, you know. Yeah, so. but having something you enjoy that's yeah. opposite of that. Right, right. And uh, I don't know, that's the reason I haven't really gone back to digital art in a while, just because, you know, I work with computers all day during the week. I could I could talk about how I, c like kind of how I came up because I've tried a lot of mediums. We haven't really talked about this. Okay. I've done a lot of things, man. Well, <laughs> I, I want to know what you've done, what what you mess with on your day to day, yeah. like your best tools and stuff like that. Yeah, um, I mean, I started started drawing like you know as young as I can remember. My parent, my my mother was an artist. She took some classes at the college, and my father does a lot of woodworking. He does, and he's done some things like where he cuts out things in wood that are a little like the paper cuts I do. It's kind of interesting. Um, you can kind of see the family resemblance in our styles. I'm like a combination of their two styles, and that's been really kind of fun to see. Um, I mean, early on, I, you know, I probably started drawing at four or something, I and I started uh, piano lessons when I was six, and so art and music have been big parts of my life. I've done a lot of those over the years. I think... Uh, about ninth grade is the first time I got a portrait of, drew a portrait from somebody's photograph and it actually looked like them. And that was a big <laughs> accomplishment. Wow, dude, that's a great feeling. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I drew through high school kind of trying to find my style. And I feel like I kind of found that to a degree around college time. I could do this kind of double line style that everything builds from. That's how I do stencils and how I do the paper cutout and stuff. Um, so now it's just finding variants of that and what I can do with it. Um, like, I don't know, when I was going, I, I wanted to go to art school so bad, dude, like when, when I was um, graduating high school and figuring out what I wanted to do, but I kind of followed a couple of trails there and just didn't really work out. I didn't have the money for it. <laughs> if I were to win the lottery like tomorrow, I probably would still try, even though I'd be oh like yeah. way too old for it. It would be fun. It would be like a challenge. But um, 
but so that that's how I kind of ended up going going to school for software at the community college I could afford. They didn't have an art program, so I did the computer thing. And in some ways, it's worked out better that way. In some ways, it hasn't, you know. But uh, kind of glad it's worked out the way it has. No regrets on any of that. Well, there you go. Good yeah. I've yet to explore uh, 3D printing. I haven't done a lot with that. Like you, uh, I know you do a lot with that. Yeah, I, I play with robots. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I play yeah. with robots too. Exactly. It's just the, you know, cubic tape thing. Right, right. Eventually I'll get a 3D printer and start to mess with that world. There's a lot of possibilities there. Yeah, but it's, it's a ton of fun. Yeah. Uh, I don't <laughs> want to talk unless somebody else is interested. Like yeah, it, when VR, I think it's amazing. You can like sculpt something in VR and then print it. That's incredible. So you can... That's in a way we've never been able to do that through history, like make virtual sculptures like that. Yeah, or like I actually did one on my PlayStation. Yeah, that's because awesome. one of the programs I had was enough to improve the software and actually it's crazy. But I can draw something you know in my living room and take it back to the studio and put it in the room. So that's the thing. I mean, it's that's why I work out here. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's really cool. And you can kind of download 3D. Uh, you can download templates for almost anything you can think of. It's amazing. Yeah, you can download them for virtually yeah. anything. Yeah. Like the, 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 the double-edged sword. Is it wiggly plug? Yeah. Which uh, it does and not. It does. The printer will do this. Like a rubber eye. <laughs> like a rubber hose. It's fucking insane. Yeah. Insane. Yeah. Anyway. Um, when did you really get started, like, seriously in art? When did you start doing shows? Started doing shows probably 2015, uh, <laughs> 16. Mm -hmm. Nothing crazy, just a few years here and there. Started doing commissions and stuff and all that stuff. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, you like got to start small, start um, small. And then I did a warehouse show or two, mm -hmm. which I think just about everybody's done, which right. is great because I really like doing it. Yeah. Um, Prince Rock Brewery in 2019. So I haven't done many, but they haven't been small. You were definitely. Yeah. And just before the pandemic, you were talking about maybe putting one together. Yeah, I'm still trying. It's yeah. just um, a little less of a focus. Right. Eventually we'll get. I definitely want to do one. And I've got a good idea for one for this population. Like nice. Like the Super Rose Bar and stuff. It's going to be good. Um, well, I hope. But um, we'll save that for another conversation. All right. Like, I, uh, I did a lot of shows in West Virginia. The way I kind of led into that, I don't know, like, all, th all through college and all that, I was trying to develop my style, and I was looking for shows, and there wasn't really anything going on at the time. I, I've heard Knoxville was kind of dead 20 years ago. It was probably a lot like that. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, Knoxville's had a resurgence now. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, uh, I, d I did an advertisement for a phone psychic like way back <laughs> at that time. Like drew drew up like a cool cosmic looking psychic person. Uh, <laughs> that's great. Yeah, uh, but but that's about it. And then over the years, 
I don't know, I focused on music and did like little bits of art for a while. Um, I lived in North Carolina and Raleigh to Durham for like four years where I was trying to be a writer. I would like read a book a week and write a few hundred pages. That's probably the least I've done visual art in my life. Um, but then from North Carolina after my son was born, daycare was crazy out there. So we moved back to West Virginia. <laughs> daycare is crazy almost everywhere. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, once we got back to West Virginia, I had another band together for a little while and they broke up. And I had a chance to get published in this, well, one of my kind of mentors in art, he goes by Spirit Cage online. He was putting together this, uh, this zine, this compilation with all these artists, and he said, well, you should try to put something, put something out for it. And, uh, and so I did. You know, I worked real hard for a couple of months, sent him like six pieces, and two of them made it in. And that's my biggest publishing credit. That was like 2010. He got some heavy hitters in that. Like it's got like Clive Barker did something, uh, Chet Zar, who did a bunch of uh, the FX for Tools videos, was in it. Uh, and uh, from that point, I was like, well, I'm probably better at art than any of this other stuff. And from about 2010 on, I really tried to give it a shot to get it out there and do more shows and all that. Um, well, I was also acting at the time, too. <laughs> I, was, I, I was in, uh, like, I don't know, creative hobbies. If, there, if there's a creative hobby you can do, put a lot into and probably never make money at, I've probably given it a hard try. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, then it's definitely just for the challenge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. Like some opportunities to do some acting came in West Virginia. I, I was a I was an extra on Pro Wrestlers vs Zombies. Real? Oh hell yeah! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that sounds great. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like I was like a dead zombie in a sink where Ro Roddy Piper was killing zombies with coconuts. It was that, like <laughs> I can't. Oh god! Tell <laughs> me that's available. I need. Oh dude, I got a copy. I'll bring it sometime. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah, I'm yeah. I, I don't know. It was in like another zombie movie, and then there was a, a indie thing. I played a lead in a in an indie festival film called Size Eight, and put in, put a s couple of songs in for that. Uh, but the Size Eight people knew a guy that was putting the art shows together, so it kind of all worked out. He right. reached out to me, and we uh, he he came by and saw my work. He liked it, and then from there, I did several shows with this guy. I started to get into organizing with him. This guy was brilliant at that part, at promotion and organizing. He had it down pat, like he. He would do all these things, like he'd be on the radio, he'd have art, like all these businesses, like prior to there, like he'll have a piece up and like notices about the art show and he got big crowds through. I learned a lot from him. I learned a lot that works in small towns, like moving to Knoxville, um, it's a bigger environment. There are more people do, doing those kind of shows. So I'm kind of finding my place in it still. Um, it's like, I eventually I probably will organize a show here, but right now I don't have to. Other people are doing that. Yeah, yeah, it'll be a while. I'm not pushing for it right now. Like, uh, at least wait a little while longer. I, I had so many shows lined up, too, when it hit. Like, I had, like, two that April, uh, and your thing was coming up. Yeah. But yeah. I, um, I wanted to do it this year, but then I had to go to something, you know, in summer last year. It was probably going to not turn into this summer, but I decided, you know, I got plenty of time to work on this while I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, different this year. Like, I 
like that. Like I like any kind of project where you can combine a lot of different creative people and make something greater than the each individual part could make on their own. You know, yeah. I mean, movies work like that. That's the whole concept, and so do art shows. Um, that's something out of my list. Usually, ask people about their influences. Um, I don't know. Like I've been, I'm pretty influenced by comics and things like that. Um, lately, I've been getting into some of the weird underground comics from the '70s. Like Robert Crumb was one of the big people that was into that scene, and and his work is pretty good on its own. But he put together all these all these projects like Zap and and Weirdo, <laughs> yeah. and uh, he he would pull in all these great artists at the time and just make these incredible compilations that uh, were better than any of their individual output, in my opinion. I don't know. So he was he was good at orchestrating. Exactly, he was good at orchestrating and networking. I think you are too, and and so am I. Like it takes a certain type of person to. Uh, to want to do that and to be good at that. Like I'm, I'm as far as introverted as you can get, but I'm good at networking. Right. <laughs> I'm kind of the same way, yeah. An extroverted yeah. introvert. Yeah, it, it's an odd thing to say that I'm extroverted, but like, yeah, see, it's also true. It's like, I'm also, you know what? This weekend, I'm not talking to anybody, <laughs> and I'm just going to sit here and take this five minutes and not feel bad about it later. Yeah, yeah. So, it's never a thing. But I like being able to make things happen, especially for something kind of, I don't know, I think it, it kind of became habit for my days in music because I, w I would m meet, everybody I'd meet would be like, do you play bass? Because we need a bass player so bad. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Or you always need somebody. Isn't everybody looking for a bass player? Uh, yeah, exactly. Or a drummer. You can never find a bass player or a drummer. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's talk about your music career. Like, how, what did you play? What did you oh. want to play? Like, all those kind of things. Um, I, like, I came up as a piano player, so I played keyboards with a bunch of different bands. I was... I played with like goth bands and industrial bands, and uh, I was in a. L I also did, uh, and I started getting into like making beats and and doing vocals in some projects. Um, the best the best band I was ever with was kind of an indie rock group with uh, a couple of people I've known for a really long time. I'm trying to get the singer of that to she maybe move into Nashville sometime, so maybe I'll get back into that world a little bit. The uh, first couple of guys you had on the the podcast talked about like some of the things going on that kind of gave me the itch like uh, <laughs> it's been a long time I, I, I try to do music for the emotional level like you know if I ask the questions I try to ask them it's like it's, it's a simple thing but it's one of those things where I try not to like make things that I don't want and I can imagine kind of the same kind of thing. I think a lot of really create, and it applies, like if you can do that with one medium, you can probably do it to another. I think all artists, well, a lot of artists kind of get addicted to that to a degree. Like I'm totally addicted to it. I can get into it from from drawing, from music. I can get into it watching a Downey commercial. The music's really good. <laughs> uh, oh, I know, right? It's a terrible when they get you. Oh, yeah, yeah. Just, oh, God. <laughs> Give up. But yeah. Um, that's what it's all about. It's kind of the same for any... Uh, for any really creative medium, medium, I think everybody's everybody's trying for that. I'm trying for that, right? It's I like to pursue something and then not have that point back there to keep that happening too. Of just like, do you like music? Because I'm not. You just tell me what you like, and 
many different things. Oh, yeah. And you definitely kind of learn, like you, if you do music, you might learn things that help you next time you do a painting. It's kind of interesting the way they all connect. <laughs> Art is all about communication. That's what I share was talking about. I follow so many local artists on Instagram, like anybody, anybody like who, who's on Instagram who does art, I'll follow them, check out their stuff. I I think uh, along the same lines, um, if you really get into a medium and listen to what anybody who's good at that medium says, they'll say, immerse yourself into this if you're really going to do it. Yeah. Like uh, st like Stephen King's book on writing, he talks about, uh, he says you got to write every day, you got to listen, read all you can. Like you can never take in too much of the me medium you're going to work in. Um, like you get ideas from that. Like he said, uh, listen to audiobooks in the car. How many? How much music do you really need to hear? Right. And then I was talking to a music guy, and he said, well, listen to music all the time. Like, you don't need to read. You don't need to do any of that. Oh, then it makes, it makes perfect sense. Yeah. It seems like it explains the bias. Yeah. Um, uh, like, locally, I have a list. I have a lot of people I can recommend recommend uh, for this podcast. Because I know you asked that. I do ask we'll that. Get, we'll get that. <laughs> we do ask that. Um, I don't know. I learn a lot from everybody who's at the figure drawing. I learn a lot from everybody I follow online. Just about every artist you know, I've, I've done a show with and all that, I, I link them up and I keep an eye on what they got going on. Yeah, it's, it's good to take a look because there's people that you just don't know. And I tell them my list and they're like, dude, purely just shows. never have too many contacts like if you're going to do a show and you need a, a fire spinner at the last minute or something you can yeah you've got to have that <laughs> everybody should have their fire meter yeah exactly fire meter for the next question <laughs> that next question and they know it <laughs> they really do they know it <laughs> so uh overarching inspirations who oh, who do you draw from uh let's see i'm really into well, I came up a lot. Comics are a lot of, a lot of my inspiration. I came up a huge fan of that. Like Jack Kirby, he doesn't get enough credit. Like no, Stan the really Man gets all the credit. Yeah, Jack Kirby's great too. Um, let's see. I, I got it. There was a whole wave of com of mixed media comic artists that came up. A lot of them were students. This guy Baron Story. He has these notes that are legendary, and I got a copy of those that talk about like composition and a lot of really useful things uh, as far as visual art goes. But uh, fr from him, uh, Dave McKean, David Mack, a lot of guys like that do comic art that's unlike anything anybody else is doing. Um, let's see, who else? I mean, the usual big people, Salvador Dali, really great painter. Um, Bernie Wrightson was a good call out that uh, Jake, you, who you interviewed, mm -hmm. uh, made like legendary yeah. guy. Comics is a is a competitive medium though. Like uh, there's a reason I haven't really dug delved into it really deeply. Like you know I I did one, but like Jack Jack Kirby, he over 50 years he did insane amounts of volume. And uh, even later in his career, he put out stuff that didn't sell. Like if Jack Kirby can't sell comics, you know it's it's competitive. Yeah, for real. Yeah, it's just a, a hard to take. Yeah. 
expect people to keep their promises. I know you were saying that you know, you're going to try to make sure that everybody else is staying on the same page. I know the big guys have been trying a whole lot, but every now and again, everybody stays pretty consistent on their end. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's a local guy I was going to recommend called Moxbound Art. Um, he's you know local to the area, and he does a lot of the same techniques that I do, like stenciling and mixed media and stuff, only he does them a lot better. <laughs> That's a good tip, though. You shouldn't get hung up on that. I think every artist has people that they look at their work and they're they're intimidated by it. They're like, this guy does stuff like me, but I'll never be on this level. Oh, like that's, that's why I have this guy's stuff hanging in my living room. Right. <laughs> yeah. And he he is amazing. Well, man, he's he's just yep. He, I, I he really knocks my socks off, and that's that's my inspiration for books and movies. Yeah, you can <laughs> learn you can learn a lot from that. Uh, and he's great. Uh, I, <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Like a, a million years ago, I read Michelangelo's biography, and uh, he saw this work by Leonardo da Vinci, this anatomical drawing. He's like, "Good God, I could never, I could, that's his mastery of the form. I could never do anything that good." And then he met Michelangelo, and or he met da Vinci, and da Vinci uh, kind of discs. He was a sculptor at the time. Michelangelo was a sculptor. He was one of the best in the world, and yeah. Leonardo da Vinci kind of discs sculpting. He's like, "Oh well, their other art forms is far superior." And <laughs> so not only does this guy do work better than him, he totally disses medium. But yeah, he shits on the medium yeah. and chews the story. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but Michelangelo recovered and went on to do his work. Right. That's, that's, that's one of the good ones. Yeah. yeah. Tom Hardy over here holds, holds a lot of senior boxes. He's uh, pretty radical when it comes to that. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. They were <laughs> hardcore, man. They, they would apprentice somebody to do that kind of stuff at five. There's a reason so much classic war came out of that. That's the best guy, you know. You gotta have a good story. Oh man, <laughs> he has me humming. <laughs> nice. So what's uh, what's being an artist in North Carolina like? <laughs> kind of dead. I mean, I like my cutting machines on the fridge. I'm not really working for doing big show work right now because I don't want it sitting around the house for months while I'm while I'm having shows. So I've been doing a lot of work on fundamentals and kind of weaning myself off the eraser. <laughs> that's one thing David Mack recommends. He's like, do a lot of work just with a pen and a brush. Do figure drawing with a pen and a brush. Yeah. I gave that a try, and it, it really helps. You kind of get more confident in your lines, and it translates. You, you get used to using a brush, and you get better at doing overpaintings when you're doing a painting that way. Yeah. So I've been doing a lot of that. Um, I've been working on a working on a coloring book, but it's coming along slowly. I haven't posted a lot from that. I like doing kind of sci-fi work, and... I'm doing. I'm going to do something like mythical creatures in modern or sci-fi settings, and that's what the coloring book's going to be about. I got a couple of decent ones done. I'm working well, that on. That sounds really entertaining. Yeah, that, yeah. I can't wait to read that. Like I don't know. I used to. Uh, people say my art is art is dark. Uh, like I don't know. I used to be one of those artists li like Shelley who kind of paints their emotions. Yeah. And. You would, uh, you, I don't think you can avoid that. I mean, some oh, emotion at some always. Point, there's no way. <laughs> yeah, some emotion always comes out in your work, but I'm trying to, on top of trying to tell a story. Um, generally, if you have art that tells a story on its own, people like it better than art that doesn't. Yeah. And so I've been trying to give it context, and 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 I found that that's really helping it to be a little more popular, and that's where the the mythical creatures thing came from. <laughs> I think um, it's hard not to have people's attention. I mean, we. 
Yeah, they have a built-in story. Where is it? What is it? Oh, my God, it's gorgeous, but, you know, the whole thing. Story, it's free, and it's not copyrighted. I'm going to use it. Right. I don't know. Like, like ultimately, when shows start to happen again, um, I don't know, I'll do more shows, and I'm looking to get into some juried exhibitions. Uh, I hear that is the gateway to bigger gallery work, is to do well in juried exhibitions. So, uh, one... group that runs those around Knoxville is A1 Lab Arts. And I think they even have one coming up. I don't know if it's going to be virtual or in person. Um, I mean, even, even even if they don't, even if I don't win or they don't like my stuff, it's still a great experience. You can learn a lot from that. Yeah, that's like a little – Yeah, and ultimately I'll keep trying to grow, drink, and draw when we start meeting again. I mean, at one time it was pretty popular. We had three different organizers and five or six meetups a week, but or I mean a month, but uh, – on hold for a while longer. <laughs> Until everybody quit coming. Right. <laughs> it's, uh, I, I'm not a huge fan of coming to Knox anymore. You know, it doesn't, it doesn't do it for me. I don't like the people that come here. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't really like the people that come here. You know, they're not cheap. They're not Feral. Oh, dude, and I was like trying to go down to Marley's and have my pizza and like watch it on the TV and stuff, and I was like, no, I can't do that. Yeah, and you couldn't do it. Oh, yeah, it was hardcore early on. I'm fucking around again. I'm guilty of that. You're not alone, though. At this point, everybody's had a lame quarantine birthday, man. Exactly. Exactly. Like, you just have to just kind of pull it out and just get on with it. Yeah. It it shafted me on my birthday. Yeah, it's (laughs) it's necessary, but it sucks. Yeah. But, uh, Yeah, uh, I mean, ultimately, I uh, I kind of chose Knoxville. Like, we, uh, I knew I wanted to get out of West Virginia, and I worked remotely. I've worked remotely for pretty much my whole career. And so we could live anywhere we wanted to in a bunch of different states. We researched a bunch of places. We were close to moving to Myrtle Beach, and we had this house we were going to go and look at, and it flooded, like, that weekend. We oh, took it as a sign. No, <laughs> yeah, we took it as a sign that this is not a good idea. Yeah, that was a, a good move. Yeah. Um, we found a house in a neighborhood we liked in Knoxville, and it seemed like there's a bigger art scene. I've asked a lot of people around here when I first moved in, like, what the art scene is like, and they're always like, eh. But, you know, any given first Friday, there's there are m- there's more art going on than you can possibly see when there's not a pandemic going on. Yeah, exactly. And it, I feel like that gets underestimated yeah. a lot because you can walk down into Gary Street to the Nuggets, and it's got every style of hip-hop you can think of. Yeah, and that's not even the end of it. I mean, no, there it's are not. venues everywhere. South Knoxville, North Knoxville, they, they get a lot of the yeah. same things. Right. Even Maryville's got their own. Yeah. Little, um, so the Laguna is far more of what you could possibly think any artist could be. Yeah, and that's a lot of artists. You can always meet new artists. It's amazing. I really like it. That's uh, so I've really been pretty happy in the area. Like it, everybody's pretty friendly. There's a lot of good art going on.
or maybe a seven one or maybe a seven one eight eight and a half or something. And I and I sat and I said, Well my buddy has these lasers and I really want a set of them and then he gave me a, a twenty five box. Nice. So that was pretty exciting. So we were I saw the lasers and I was excited to see it. Let's see. Right now, I'm working on fundamentals a lot right now still, like the brush thing. Um, I don't know. When I come out and do a show, I'll probably do another 3D art show or two with the with the pop-up kind of stuff. Eventually, I want to do a landscape show. I'm pretty good at landscapes, and I don't do them enough. So that's probably next on the, next on the agenda after a couple more 3D things. What kind of landscapes do you like? Do you like like just any landscape, or do you like specific I like buildings. I'm not. <laughs> I'm kind of an urban guy. I hardly. That's one of the things I draw the least of. Nature. I'm gonna make Jared draw trees for me or something. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I like to draw buildings and like. I don't know. I got a couple things on my site where I've done the, that kind of work. I want to do more live painting uh, once that becomes a thing again. Yeah, I was very skeptical of that earlier too. I uh, I worked so hard at breaking into that when I moved down here. I used to. I used to go to the brunch at the concourse. They, they'd run this brunch on Sunday. Yeah. They'd have, like, hammocks. People would bring their dogs through, and they'd have DJs play, and they got food trucks. It was a really good time. And I went to that, and I'd go and have brunch and just sketch people and stuff. Um, I, I Like, I can draw people when they're posed before me. Like, five to seven minutes, I can get a portrait that looks like somebody. And lately, I've been working more on just drawing people from a crowd, people in motion. It's a good challenge. But uh, is it creepy? The internet seems divided about 50-50 oh, on that. I mean, but, but it's not like you're doing anything nefarious with it. You're no. legitimately just trying to just drop a thing on somebody. Yeah, and I, I've done a lot. Like, if it turns out good, a lot of times I've given it to people, and it's it's come they, like they've reacted positively to it. And yeah. you're like, oh, thanks, I got a portrait of myself. But I, but I did that at the brunch. I drew this DJ that was playing, and then I, I gave him the – he's like, hey, you having a good time? Like, we were done. I gave him the portrait, and, and he's – and I started talking to him. I said, I, I'd love to get done on the live painting that happens here. He's like, oh, well, here's my card. Just email me. I'll hook you up with the guy. It ended up being the owner that I had drawn, the owner of the concourse at the time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so that so it worked out perfectly. And I worked with that guy and got, like, one live painting in and got one with you with your contact. Yeah, that was a good time. Yeah. You definitely want to get more of that in. Yeah, I usually I usually live paint uh, with Tyler Simmons after the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, yeah. never, I never not. I've seen those. Those are those are nice. You always. Like I, get, I get to have a lot of creative freedom there, so it's really That's awesome. Uh, and and to be to be completely honest, I, I really enjoy having to come up with new stuff and and throw some. It's it's like it's like driving a nine eleven, I guess, because there's there's so many variations of nine eleven. So you got a good formula to begin with, and you know what you're working with. But yeah. like we have a a really defined set of images and and feelings we like to play with it, and and stuff like that. But you can also come up with some stuff that is It's good. It's a legit art form. I mean, they're yeah, artists. Yeah, yeah. That's their whole career. Is they oh, do yeah, concert exactly. posters and things. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, so I'm, I'm, we've got that dialed in. I just need to find some people that are like us on that. Yeah. Um, but it, and it's funny. Like you said, at the shows, you know, I have a little bit of freedom in like what happens where and what what you like about it. And I can throw some flavor in there. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. We'll, we'll get some more live painting in when when it's a thing again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. As long as the flavor's in there. 
Um, I want to, I want to either live paint or bring art to Temple sometimes. Sometime people say my art's kind of dark. I think it would work out well with that crowd, but I got to find the person to do it eventually. Yeah, even I'll, even the remote goat would work. Yeah, yeah. I think it'd be a good crowd for it. So I'm gonna try to pull that off. Like once they're having big, big real life gatherings. Yeah, that'll be a good. Right, right. Because I want everybody to get together and have like an art craft gathering and then have their own competition and then have a different different sort of crowd, like the live painting crowd, I think. I mean, it's the crowd that doesn't go to galleries, but they'll go to drink beer and watch art. Yeah, exactly. And a lot of times people make sales that way because yeah, it's, it's a memory, you know. It Like people, shows are special to people. They like to have something to remember it by anyway. And perfect. It's definitely a different vibe than doing it, you know, in your living room with nobody around. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. Definitely different because you have the commotion, you have the music. Uh, yeah, I like it. It's inspiring. There's definitely a lot of sensory input that they can right. take inspiration from. Yeah, it may not be for everybody. It takes some getting used to, but it's definitely, I don't know, your work turns a lot a little different between the two, I think. Yeah, it's, it's all the work I've done live has been way looser in mm. general than it is, or in one general some form or fashion, even though it's just you being you in a different environment. And, I don't know, I think we both make kind of psychedelic-oriented artwork, and they're more open to that. I've actually had shows at galleries where, like, stuffy people, or I had a stuffy guy come up and say, well, who do you think is the audience for this? <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, what, what? Well, obviously not you, sir. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, 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 everybody's got their own own opinions. I'm cool with it. I'm, I, don't, I don't hate the guy, but yeah, he's like, and so... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you draw a nice dog or something? Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> he was just like, well, you just need to just throw your concept. I was like, well, sir, you know, I kind of like to draw a crazy shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <exactly. laughs> I just straight up told him. Oh, and yeah. he looked at me, and he was kind of disgruntled, and he just, like, shook his head and wow. walked off. And <laughs> his hair was as white as uh, a sheet of copy paper, <laughs> and I can't help him one bit. But You meet all kinds, you I know. I love it when people tell me they disagree. I'm like, they usually tell me why. <laughs> we get a lot of the same questions. Where do you get the inspiration for your art from? <laughs> uh, wouldn't you like to know? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there, there are different uh, – the creation aspect of art is one aspect of being successful, and the business aspect or even the sales aspect you're into that are totally different. I mean, Yeah, it's that – those two facets in the lens that is – Right, and not everybody usually has a very well polished 
marketer or a salesman or that. Most people don't. I think marketing people, well, marketing people are much more rare than good artists. I, I'll put it out there. Uh, oh good yeah. marketing people are more rare than good artists. Okay. <laughs> okay. I mean, they have a financial makeup, so I can't even know that. But, but uh, yeah, I, yeah I, I suck at that stuff, too. Bold <laughs> statement. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You you got glowing curse words, man. You man. you're good at that. <laughs> My glowing cuss words. I, I, <laughs> it's so funny to me, and I, I do take it serious. But I swear yeah. to you, it's such a joke to me sometimes that I make quality non cuss words. <laughs> it's like it's I can, brilliant. It's I can brilliant. barely say it without laughing. And I just it's one of those like I'll be damned. I don't. I, I can't tell you that I'm I'm really proud of this, but I do it, and a lot of people seem really entertained. Oh yeah. That's Embrace it. Be proud of it. Nobody else is doing it. Man. <laughs> I just thought, how can I make shitty, like, wall art cool? <laughs> right, right. Because, you know, people have, like, live, laugh, live love life. and stuff on their, <laughs> like, shitty vinyl stickers on their wall. It's like, how can I make this really cool? Well, it can be cuss words, and you can see it all the time. Perfect. Well, yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> oh, God. I can't help but laugh about it because that's the good comic stuff. It really yeah. is. I'm telling you, you got a hit. Keep promoting that. You'll they're, 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 they're still up on my Etsy. Yeah. Right now. They're there. <laughs> they're there on there. Look who it's over for. Make, make on demand service. I'm going to keep yeah. on getting that in. I got to tell my wife. Yeah. <laughs> definitely put it out there. You'll make more sales the more you do. I mean, I, I have seen artists that are really terrible at that side, like at selling or even talking to people, but they're brilliant, but they don't make sales because you need that connection right. in, a lot of, in a lot of cases you do. Not always. And I've seen terrible artists who are really good at selling who can just, like, you know, they can hustle and sell stuff that's not really that technically complicated. Yeah. Yeah. I need more money. <laughs> <laughs> when it comes right down to it, I could be an artist all day long. So it is what it is. I'm not, I'm not too hard on myself. Yeah. As long as uh, I'm having fun. It's hard to learn. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it's, it's a hard, it's a hard skill set. It's a hard skill to find. <laughs> trying to think of what else I had to talk about. Who are your influences? You're influenced by. Uh, well, this one was right now. It was the the two the perfect two. Oh wow, that is funny. But the go-to drummer. Sasquatch teeth, teeth here, and I've got, I've got some more just working on my mouth. Like he can drop and <laughs> go ahead and hit, and he's he's fine. But the the complexity of the geometry of moving these drums with each of my hands is is inspiring to me. Mm -hmm. um, uh, I really try to shoot for some of the layers of density and color. In a visual sense, and it, it is it's something that I strive for all the time, having more people and faces that I create on my page. So, you know, there's stuff like this. That right. Yeah. Stuff that's like very that. Uh, as I point at Tanner's drumming wall, I'm like, oh, yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, and nobody can like see. It's hard. It's hard to talk about art in a medium where you can't see. But, yeah, but we're gonna. Do <laughs> I, I promise these two pieces will be on show. Good. Yeah, uh, they're really they're great. Like you, you have come, you've come a long way in your technique from your old and new work. I've seen it. Yeah. So that's all watercolor. This is all fluid. This is just how I kind of pin stop it because pin stopping is something I'm really trying to do push myself into this year. But. Uh, We'll talk about pin scribing after oh outside man. this call because everybody talks it up, and I I'm not familiar with it all. I want to I want to well, experience I, I that world. I don't know much, but I will show you some of the things I've done that kind of make me think about that. But uh, I, and and I love cards and, and automobiles, yeah. and we'll talk about this with Max too, which is yet to be released. But uh, I, I really enjoy like everything from the 40s. I mean, 32 with coupes and stuff. Everything from then all the way up to to the current day. I just love machines and automobiles, but some of the culture around those things I find just really kind of deeply identified with as a as a person. And mm -hmm. uh, it's just really fun to study art forms and, and like sensual to that subculture since the beginning, more or less. And, you know, pen stopping and acrylicry and foldings and machine painting and all these kind of things have been you know pretty much mutually exclusive with automotive culture since the automotive culture started yeah. and I, I really try to emulate some of these uh, pin stopping techniques in my art forms otherwise but I'm really I've got some mac brushes I'm really trying to hone in on those this last year because I've been flirting with diving into that idea for sure Yeah, I was going to say, you have access to enamel paint. I've never tried tried using it. I actually had to go to, uh, like, a legitimate paint store, mm -hmm. not, like, supply store. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it was just like, huh, where do I go to get this? And I was like, oh, man, that's, like, <coughs> serious product. <laughs> yeah, I actually messaged you about that one, one day out of the blue because there's some really complex colors in, in car paint. It's amazing. Yeah, um, the, the enamel paint, I had to go down to Granny, uh, Granny Paint Company downtown and pick it up. Sure, there's somewhere else locally that I know of. I'm just curious. That's where I went. Um, they also sponsor one of the videos that I do, but I was feeling like I had to go down there. But I walked in, got three cans, and I was like, "Oh my god, these things are huge! My brushes are tiny. This is gonna last forever." And I've had these cans for like six months now. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I, there are a couple other brushes I really want to play with that I haven't bought yet. They're like Sabre brushes that just roll off the top. Really, really neat. As a mixed media artist, I'm cur kind of curious as to how they how they flow and how they interact with other mediums. Oh, man, the, the brushes just use – okay, so a lot of people say quality of the brush should be identified with the medium. Not really with having these good ink and sensation in the print, uh, but then again, I've never had anybody tell me I'm doing it wrong. It's just the feeling that everybody says is appropriate, which is what I'm trying to achieve, and I'm hoping you're right. The symmetry of the strokes is something I specifically mm -hmm. try to practice more on. Right, because I would think that would be pretty important in pinstriping itself because, you know, you don't want a crooked line on your car. Yeah, the crooked line's one thing that I, you can <laughs> you can work with me on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, but, you know, having having some misaligned points to where when you look at the thing, it's immediately no noticeable. 
just the first one that I can't even like mm-hmm. this one was about as good as any like mm-hmm. maybe quarter inch or whatever. That's the thing that really kind of went forward. And there's been a couple of design mistakes that I've gotten pretty good like results, but it's it's still it's a good uh, a good I'm wondering well a general rule is you can well with acrylic and oil paints you can acrylic over oil but you can't oil over acrylic. I wonder how how it falls into that this, dichotomy. This one as far as I can tell was fixed when I did anything but covering it with clear was not so much of a of a fix. Mm. Uh, we got a of all the numbers which I haven't actually gotten so don't take this as gospel if anybody out there is listening to this. Um, you usually have to give it several really lines like you know two colors of paint or four colors of paint or That's awesome. Um, Speaking of unusual materials, a a long time ago I met these people in Marietta who had a studio. It was kind of below the street. It was a really cool place. And and the guy would go out to to dumps and just grab random stuff to turn into art, like old TVs and just like big slabs of metal or whatever. That's how you keep your overhead low right there. Yeah, exactly. exactly. (laughs) I did did a little bit of work on the side panels of computers, um, and that was pretty cool. And you could actually snap them back onto the computer and – have a cool little mural on it, but that was back in the beige, ugly computer case days. These days, they're like they're, they're glass and they got they're tricked clear. out with LEDs. If it's not like CNC carved rectangles, yeah. blah blah blah, with all the RGB, which I hate on RGB, y'all know that. <laughs> y'all need all this light, you know it. <laughs> Good night. <laughs> but yeah, I, I would like that to be a thing. The glass cases really are super popular nowadays. They are. They are. <laughs> Oh yeah, <laughs> but you can still paint a laptop case. The oh, case, have, they're not. Because there's some really nice metal things on some of these laptop cases. They're begging to have metal stuff on. Oh them. yeah, mm. I, I would stencil them. I could stencil and spray paint that. Bam, you got a done skin. Yeah. <laughs> In fact, I'm gonna do that to my laptop when I get home. Do it's it. The, it's it's the thing. It's, <laughs> it's gonna happen. I've got to do a lot of aerosol work to get a stained glass like this on my computer. Uh, the watershed forum. saw that yeah. like yeah yeah and uh yeah i've got so i've got a piece of glass that's gone so it's downstairs because that's working on it nice i've got to do a lot of stuff on my laptop right now so if i don't pull out money i'll just aerosol is so fun like it covers so much area so quickly it's yeah. just uh, just amazing need help with the stencil work let me know eventually i'm gonna have a cutting machine again oh uh, well <laughs> see i 3d printed a, a stencil for the for the shape I was going to ask you about that because it seems like you would be able to, but I don't know what size, what your size limits are. Uh, the print bed on my Ender Three is like nine and a quarter by nine and a quarter. Oh, that's huge. That's not bad. Volume is it's ten and a half inches wide. Oh yeah, that's that's not bad. That's pretty decent. You can make a lot of cool stencils. So five by seven stencil with a raindrop that fits in like a or is pretty tight. Yeah. So it should be about that size. Yeah, that's easy. 
that, ma- that makes it even more. That makes me want a 3D printer a lot more. Cause yeah, I've, I've used it for a lot of like support because I will have a shape in, the head, in my head and I have to draw that in a particular shape plot or at different sizes. Yeah. And it's really handy to be able to manipulate those those shapes and and different sizes fabrics whatever i've used it several times like stencils like i made a stamp or two with it um and so i have like these little little trinkets and shit or my you know my you know my brush holders and stuff like that so i make my stamps with it that's cool but yeah (coughs) it does come in handy when i have a different use for an old one i've seen artists do cool things in the background with like handmade stamps i'm like how do you make that i couldn't make a stamp but i could with a 3d printer yeah well you can you can make handmade stamps with it cool like like it's the i I get really weird about the things i put on my my stamps like i don't i really i really try to make useful things and i really try not to make useful shit i really really do i try so hard Embrace trinkety shit. No, dude, no, 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 I can't do it because then I'll waste all my money in the world on it, and I just can't do that because I actually have things I want to accomplish with it. Like if I don't want to make, it's fair. Yeah, Um, is the filament expensive? No, not really. Depending on the price or the the type, but it can be. Right. If you're if you're you're making a lot of trinkets, it can be. Yeah, yeah. If you're making a lot of trinkets, Um, it's double edged sword on that one. Right. But uh, (coughs) it's I try to do vector stain. Superman suit that I did four years ago or something like that. And like, I don't want to draw this regular actor looking symbol. Like, you know, it was a, a three point regular symmetric symbol. I was like, I don't want to draw this and save a hundred thousand copies and put them away in my house and never see it again. So I was like, nah. So I made a stamp and put it on here and did the whole thing like that. And it came out really cool. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. It's just a supplement. It, it, yeah, it, yeah, it really does play a good role that way. Sometimes I use it to make objects that I make with art just directly or sometimes it just ends up out of one degree removed uh, to where it needs to be. So that that medium is what I do with it. Yeah. <laughs> but it's it's learning curve is steep, but it's rewarding. Right. You know. I get there. <laughs> yeah, it's it's nothing that's just gonna work in one day. Like I mean Smart, you'll figure it out one day. Um, you, you got what it takes. <laughs> you can tackle it. I, and if I don't buy one, I know, well, in better times, there's the makerspace. A lot of people haven't heard of the makerspace, but, you know, you can coordinate with them and be able to use a 3D printer, and they also have a laser cutter. And either one of those, you can make some pretty badass stencils. Yeah, they do. Um, <coughs> yeah, the Knox makerspace is pretty. It's um, a good group. It's, it, it's, yeah, it's, and it's increasingly well outfitted like i went yeah. there once or twice and it was they have lots of lots of tools in there more older tools but just about everything from like tool kits to some woodworks and metal work to electronics and and hobby things of that nature uh, yeah i, I shout them out covered. to a lot of artists i run into because you know if you if you want to do some do a a, a work where you need to run a power saw at three in the morning they sell memberships which are like a gym membership for creatives you mm-hmm. know you can go in anytime and 
work on stuff. Eventually, they'll be open again. <laughs> yeah. But COVID took them out. Uh, do you have any uh, kids that are influences that come through your work a lot? Anything that <coughs> you really see that uh, gets distilled through you that you get really written in your book? Mm just pop pop culture stuff like I don't know like I don't I can't think of any artists where it's like my work looks a lot like theirs but crappier (laughs) 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 um I mean let me think I I do lift mixed media techniques and stuff off different artists and so you could probably find an influence there just uh, based on some of uh, some of the work that's out there from some of those guys um and I'm influenced by all all the artists I work with in person. Um, back back in West Virginia, there wasn't really much of a uh, an infrastructure for art. There weren't a lot of groups getting artists together, and so I'd have people over to the studio a lot. You can learn a lot from a studio visit. You can learn a lot from oh just man. doing artwork with somebody. You yeah. learn a crap ton. Um, and uh, so I would have some somebody different through every week, and I would learn a ton that way. Highly recommend it. Do work with people. Yeah. <laughs> Eventually, you'll make it to one. <laughs> I'll get to one it. eventually. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, there, there's just some things, man, that you just kind of like too much fun to pass up. <laughs> I really, really enjoy it. Um, you know, anytime I can get, whether whether it's in public or not, anytime I'm in a group of creative people and we all have some sort of tool in our hand to make creativity happen, yeah. I really, I really find myself wanting to jump back in. We'll do it. I I don't know. Before the pandemic, we were doing a lot of people like Fridays, and we were doing Fridays every two weeks, and that was a challenge. It's hard to find a place you know you'll be able to get into on Friday in Knoxville. Um, So we would do this coffee shop, um, Awaken Coffee. We would do that a lot because they would always have room. They had this back room they could open up if they got too full. Um, We we did some other places. We did some bars and different breweries and stuff. I don't know. I'll try to move it around a little when we start up again with the days and all that. You get a different crowd where we go. Yeah. And depending on the weather. Yeah. <laughs> uh, plus, lighting's always a challenge. Like some bar, we used oh to yeah, do the, right. the top floor of uh, Barley's, and it's dim as hell in there. Yeah, that was, that was tough. So, so, what are rest? What? <laughs> what is the place of restaurant that has good lighting? Exactly. If they sell liquor, they probably don't have good lighting. <laughs> oh, you're so right. <laughs> yeah, uh, no, but nobody wants to see uh, drunk people in stark bright light. <laughs> I thought about bringing a light in and just setting it up and ignoring anybody that complains <laughs> or seeing if anybody complains. Right, yeah, and, and, and screw them if they do. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> so I guess, like, early evening coffee shop meets really became the good lighting room, right? Coffee shops do tend to be lit pretty well. Yeah. Yeah. So it worked out. I can't say I've ever been to a poorly lit coffee shop. 
business idea, make a poorly lit coffee shop, market it as romantic, make a million dollars. Or just say it's dark as hell. <laughs> yeah. This is a moody coffee shop. Yeah. Al- always dark. This is where you come to drink dark and Paint the walls black. And you know? rude. Yeah. <laughs> you, you essentially play that play that Ubisoft game over and over. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Million dollar business idea, but no. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, it used to be a big thing, like DOS and coffee shops, like. Well, when I was in West Virginia, I spent a lot of time at those because that was the closest we had to somewhere that would do art shows, and they did music. Yeah. I, pl- I played in a coffee shop cover band for a while. We'd cover, like, the Violet Femmes and stuff like that. We practiced in the basement of this coffee shop. I was talking to them about doing a mural on their wall, and they're like, well, you know, uh, how about if you do this mural, you get free coffee for life? But before I got to the – yeah, so I was like, ah, that's a, that's a pretty awesome deal, free coffee for life. Before I got the mural, though, they closed down. If I would have finished uh, the mur- mural – I would have got free coffee for a week, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which is better than no free coffee yeah, at all. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Eventually, I want to try a mural, but I'll have to research techniques. I think it'd be, you know, the bigger the better, in a way, when you're making. But what's the biggest canvas you've ever worked on? What's the biggest piece you've done? Uh, Canvas-wise, it's a three-by-four piece. That's pretty big. That's the biggest picture that I've ever made. You posted about some kind of walls thing coming up. Yeah, that, that yeah. wall is probably going to be up there for me going five more years of artwork on that wall. That's pretty um, awesome. I want to do that maybe next year or something. That, looks, yeah, dude, that sounds paint, amazing. Painting, painting large format like that is going to cost a fair amount of money. Yeah. I have a really good friend, Ashley, that I went to and I went to college and I have a I remember the witch doctor. Yeah, witch doctor is incredible. Oh uh, yeah. I, I, I went at that event and we were just talking about <coughs> had something similar because yeah. it's one of those things that it's so simple and then the infrastructure expenditure in the first place is so low compared to a lot of other things that you could use to fit this purpose. And it's uh it's it's just one of those things, man. It's like you said, man, it's one city municipalities and stuff yeah to do it but it the person that put this one on is like not a nonprofit. Right. it's open to the public but like i see a nonprofit is right doing it. that's um so i don't know why it's just so popular it's it's too valuable for me to not do it i mean some places do open walls where anybody can come in and paint or areas where people can just come in and paint on the walls I, i've looked for something like that around knoxville and not found it, it it's another happen. million dollar idea it doesn't have make to it happen seen some cool projects like that i've probably found more than anything else mm-hmm. i was at a repair and they paint uh urban residences and they paint some pretty bad stuff yeah. like and so i really really enjoy seeing what they get up to so i'll probably check that out next year yeah that's pretty cool however yeah. <coughs> i love graffiti art i'm kind of from train country and there are trains that go through knoxville it's a, i always love it when you stop and you can west see west virginia train, train country yeah train country <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I really enjoy any time they, they paint Crossing Road back on the side. <laughs> yeah, and you can see what, all the... I, I can count the cars, though. I can appreciate the art. I can't do both of them at the same time. Yeah. But I really enjoy because you never know what you're going to see. You really, really don't. Graffiti is kind of its own world. It's got all these fundamentals you got to follow to really make it look right. And I'm not great at that, but I love it. Like, I love the look of the world. Yeah, man. A lot of 
those dialects and words and pronunciations. There's something about those crazy block letters and really crazy intricate letters you can almost not read <laughs> with lots of crazy yeah. colors that's yeah. just so entertaining. And it, it's definitely an art form that has artistic stuff at core. I mean, if you diss that art form, try to do it. It's hard. <laughs> it's oh, not yeah, easy. It's definitely hard, and I've tried it. And yeah. approaching a long yeah, time yeah, on this. Yeah, we're, we're, um, we're hitting the hour mark, so we can we can ask a few last questions about... Yeah, recommending people for you to yeah, interview. Yeah. I could who give you a lot of these. Who would you like to hear? I could probably give you more after the after the call. Yeah, I don't know. Where do you want to take this podcast? How big? You can never go too big. Uh, go I for mean, anybody. I, I just want local people yeah. to hear. And well, I right, wanna, right. I wanna, and I want to help people that want to... I want to help people reach local artists because I want to help Right. So, you know, if somebody happens to listen to something and they say, you know what, uh, say, oh, hey, then they have a new local favorite artist in the area, and they're yeah. like, well, that's great. That is. I, I, that's probably one of the best things that could come out of you doing what you do with it. And, uh, you know, I want to help as many people on as possible and, you know, talk about art because it's entertaining to me as well. Well, yeah, I mean, of course, all the people uh, that go to the figure drawing, we know a lot of the same people there, and any of them would be really fascinating to hear about. Mm -hmm. um, Knox Found Art, I'll, I recommend that guy on Instagram because he kind of does like what I do but does it better. <laughs> uh, let's see. Adam Fernell Deal is a local illustrator who's amazing. He does this dark art. Yeah. Um, he's done a bunch of books. He just did this rework of a Lovecraft book. He did illustrations for it. They did this mermaid children's book. Carolyn Bowen, I, I talked about her because yeah. you were going to something. Her, her Instagram feed's amazing because it's kind of she goes back and forth between like these wilderness adventures and awesome map it's, art. It's very birdy, right? Yeah, now. yeah. <laughs> it's very birdy, and I appreciate how she talks about the birds. It's yeah, very entertaining. It is, it is. Um, but yeah, she she does amazing uh, art and other things with it. You know, and she creates her own too, which is really yeah as a supplement for her artwork. Right, of, right. It, it's I like how she I like her work style. Right. Uh, Flock Miller art gets stuff out like everywhere she does pictures of musicians mainly but she's kind of got an interesting style and she's done shows just about everywhere in knoxville <laughs> so oh, yeah. uh let's see entity music arts is a guy i work with who organizes shows he does art and music he probably has some interesting things to say if you want to get totally outside of vi visual art uh, yeah whatever maybe yeah uh safe kicker uh organizes comedy shows in the, in the area and she's done podcasts before that might be a fun interview Yeah, safe that kicker. Like that's, uh, that sounds <laughs> stressful, but I did like it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, it, did you post something about Jerry Bean? Do you know that guy? Uh, I don't think I know Jerry Bean. I thought I had seen him on your feed. He's pretty good. He came through. Um, he came through Drink and Draw one time. He does tattoos somewhere in the area, but but he's amazing. Hugely talented artist. I'll check him out. Yeah. All right. 
think that's all I have on my quick list, but I can give you tons more. I'm building up my contact list. Throw them out there, dude. I, yeah. I mean, we're, I, I need these I need these resources. Tell me, tell me, tell me. Yeah. I, I want to have I'll lots send of you people. A li- yeah, I'll send you a list later. That's all I wrote down for that. Okay. <laughs> oh, uh, actually, uh, Ellie McCall on Instagram and, and her husband, they, I met them at a, at a show, and they run an artistic daycare. Like, they run this art camp daycare. Is that kind the, of the art studio, Trailing Art Studios? I think I just I started so. following those people lately. Yeah, They're, yeah. That is them. Corey yeah. Allen Pope. Yes. yes. I just recently started following him. They're working on a barrel for the Renaissance Project. Yeah, they seem to – any contest or anything yeah. in the area, they seem to get in on that. They we, like uh, – we, we have a pen and a musical replacement. Yeah. And a lady I just started working with at the day shop, and they – then – and then she caught me talking about my rent girl one day, and so she, like, hounded me with questions, and she <laughs> disclosed that she happened to also work at the Renaissance Project. And yeah. the world got really small when that started happening. Right. You do run to a lot of the same people just being in a Knox bar. It's the scene's small enough that that happens a lot. Yeah, it's not. It's it's not small, but it's not certain, small. In but certain it's small aspects, enough. it behaves itself. Right. I think that's because we need more variety of opinion or enthusiastic expression. I don't know. Yeah. We have a lack of that. Well, there are lots of places that are enthusiastic, but there can always be more. Oh yeah, you can never have too much. Yeah, people need more places to be authentic. I think is the thing. It's just in general. Maybe there are too many. I don't, well, I, you can never have too many. You can never have too many places to be interesting. But to play on a couple other things, that's that's the thing with the Knox Bar does a good job with when it's time to expand. All right. Yep, John, gonna play us out. All right, it's been great talking to you. Thanks for coming. Yeah. That was the show. I hope you enjoyed. All the relevant social media and website links will be in the episode description for the featured artist today. And if you yourself or know an artist that you would like to be or see on the platform, shoot me an email. It'll be listed somewhere on here. I'll try to make it plainly evident for you. But uh, thank you very much for listening, and I'll see you next time.